Well, hello there. It's time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and this week I've got a lot of experts to talk to. We're going to discuss veterans' success and for-profit colleges. Seems that big ITT scam a couple of years back still hitting things. And, whoo, it's hot out there. This heat wave could cause your rheumatism and other pains to be amplified. So we've got some suggestions to help you out. And believe it, PETA is very concerned about the heat, too. You can learn how to keep your dog cool and healthy Stay tuned for that. And also, as the kids head back to school, we'll be talking about food allergies and how to make kids more aware and sensitive to those who have them. And graduates, believe it or not, they seem to care more about financial security than future employment. All coming up today on the Florida Roundtable. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression, and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. It's the Florida Roundtable, and we all know by now that the Biden administration recently approved $3.9 billion in debt relief for over 208,000 students. We're also talking about thousands of student veterans who attended ITT Tech, Veterans Education Success. They are here, and they are connecting me with a wonderful lady whose name is Della Justice. Hello, Della. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Now, you are the Vice President of Legal Affairs for Veterans Education Success. So tell me about this ITT Tech story and, and what exactly is going on with for-profit colleges. Okay, so for ITT, the Department of Education found that the school had engaged in widespread misrepresentations to students 
about their likelihood of getting a job, how much the job would pay when they graduated. When schools go, when students choose to go to a school like IPT and some of these career schools, what they're really interested in is being able to get a good paying job. And so those types of misleading statements and misrepresentations entice students to come take out huge loans to go to that school only to find out that they were empty promises. So what the Department of Education found there was that IPT had made such widespread misrepresentations to the students that it decided to cancel the students' loans, which was a great uh, thing to have for the students that attended ITT. But unfortunately, if you were a veteran who used your GI Bill benefits to go to ITT, you're not able to get those GI Bill benefits back because under the law, students can't get their GI Bill benefits back even if the school engaged in fraud. So we're calling on Congress to change that law so that veterans who were cheated just like anyone else to go to a school that ended up providing them empty promises and false promises about what would happen after they graduated. We're asking that the law be changed so that they can get their GI Bill benefits back. What a great idea. Now, I know there's a student veteran that you're working with. She's not available at the moment for our interview, Tasha Burke-Halter out of uh, Lima, Ohio. And she was one who went to ITT Tech from 2006 till 2010. And she ended up with over $100,000 in debt from student loans. And, of course, no jobs. Thank you, ITT Tech. And that debt forced her to lose her home or car, move around. So what are you doing for folks like our veteran Tasha Burkhalter? So um, Veterans Education Success is a nonprofit organization that works on a bipartisan basis to protect the integrity and promise of the GI Bill so that veterans can uh, get in a, a good quality education. But uh, So we do research and advocacy, but we also provide free services to veterans and military-connected students who have questions about their education benefits. So for a student like Tasha, they can contact us, and we'll connect them with what they can do based on the current law, whether they can apply for here, for instance, a borrower defense to repayment so they can get their loans canceled, or maybe there might be some other relief that they are entitled to. So they can contact us, and we can help them, and I'll give you that contact information. They can send an email to us at help at vetsedsuccess.org. Um, if they have any questions or if they feel like the school that they're attending has engaged in any false or misleading representations to them. The good thing for ITT students, though, is the Department of Ed said that those uh, loan cancellations will be automatic for those students who attended from 2005 until 2016. Oh, that is fantastic. Hey, can you throw that website out there again for us? Yes. So our website is vetsedsuccess.org. And if uh, any student has questions about uh, what they may be entitled to, they can contact us at help at vetsedsuccess.org. Okay, vetsedsuccess.org or help at vetsedsuccess.org if you want to email them. So when you're a veteran and you've used your hard-earned GI Bill benefits, right, Mm -hmm. um, and then realize you're not going to get the value that you thought you were. Um, it, it's a shame that they can't get their benefits back. And That's most, why we're asking that the law be changed. That's right. And if you are stuck, one of those student veterans that we've been referring to, uh, help at vetsedsuccess.org or just go to the website vetsedsuccess.org. We've been talking with Della Justice. She's the vice president for legal affairs of Veterans Education Success. Thank you for helping us out with this. It, it really is an issue. And I mean, these people deserve better. So yay vets. Thanks for your service. And thank you, Della, for helping stand up for these folks. Well, thank you.
You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. (laughs) Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Did you lose health insurance because of a life change, like having a baby, getting married or divorced, changes in employment, or turning 26? You may qualify for quality, affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace during the special enrollment period. A certified health insurance navigator can help you find the right plan for free and without obligation. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Get help today. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. It's the Florida Roundtable, and I'm singing. The heat is on. Little Glenn Fry for you, Melissa Fox. And Dr. Pergolizzi is with us. We're talking about the record-breaking high temperatures and the heat waves that are across the country. And you know what? It makes your pain. It can intensify pain, especially if you have chronic pain disorders like arthritis or multiple sclerosis or fibromyalgia, chronic headaches, migraines. So right now, please welcome. How are you, Dr. Joe Pergolizzi, today? Hmm? Outstanding, and thank you for having me on. Hello to everybody out there. Hey, yeah, you know, glad to hear it. How does heat intensify someone's pain? Yes, it's a great question. You know, extreme changes in temperature, either very, very cold or very hot, uh, people have reported differences in their intensity of pain and the character of the pain. And with the record-breaking high temperatures and high, hot uh, heat waves across the country, um, this is getting even worse. When you combine high heat with high humidity, you get the heat index. And that can affect people uh, to experience even more severe pain, particularly in your muscles and joints. That could be due to dehydration and other types of things as well. 
So what uh, what chronic pain disorders in particular are most affected by this heat and humidity combination? Another great question. You know, arthritis comes to mind real quick. You know, it's common for people with osteoarthritis or inflammatory arthritis to link weather to their pain. As I mentioned, a lot of times people will say, well, if it's rainy or damp or cold, then my joint pain is worse. But some people do report it related to the hot weather. And in one study, older people with osteoarthritis, nearly 5% of them reported that the hot weather influenced their joints negatively with more pain and swelling. Multiple sclerosis is another one. Anything that rises the body's temperature, including a hot summer day, can worsen MS symptoms. And in fact, um, people can even complain of really bad things like vision loss that's temporary related to high temperatures. Uh, Fibromyalgia, overall it's been reported that many people with fibromyalgia have temperature sensitivity or worsening of their symptoms. Example, more fatigue and muscle ache with extreme temperature fluctuations that could be hot or cold. And in the National Fibromyalgia Association supports this link between weather. Um, And finally, chronic headaches or migraines. You know, temperatures can change um, the, the perception of the migraine, the onset and the intensity of that migraine, particularly very hot temperatures. Now, it's unfortunate. I wish I had a biomarker like they do for cholesterol levels to tell you, you know, what your pain level is going to be. But we don't, so it's very personalized. And the science around it is still maturing. But we know anecdotally a lot of people complain about the hot temperature and these four conditions I mentioned. Dr. Joseph Pergolizzi is with us right now. He's a specialist in acute and chronic pain and you can't dismiss this heat-related pain, even if your doctor says, well, I really don't know what to do about it. I believe that you've got four ways to teach us that can help us alleviate the pain that's brought on by heat. And we're not talking about pills or scheduling a doc's appointment. What are these four things that we can do, Dr. Preregolzi? I almost got it. <laughs> You're right on target there. That was... And Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe is fine. You it's know, easier. You look, yeah, it's much easier. Um So, you know, I can share five ways to extinguish pain sparked by these hot temperatures that don't require a doctor's visit. And they include moving from the the sun to the shade, right? So move to a cool place and cool down that way. Stay hydrated. And that's tough in the summertime because, you know, you can get more dehydrated when it's very hot out, particularly if you... If you drink some alcohol, like a nice beer at the beach, or if you have caffeine in the morning to keep you awake. Um, So you want to limit the amount of alcohol or caffeine and stay hydrated. You want to wear breathable clothes and pack a water bottle or a portable fan. They have these little fans now that connect right to your iPhone, and and they they use the electricity from there to generate um, a nice uh, stream of cool air. And then finally... You want to think about putting your pain cream on. If you're rubbing pain cream on for your joints and your muscles, don't forget to put that on first, let it settle in, and then put your sunscreen on because it's always important, as you know, to wear your sunscreen. I've noticed, Dr. Joe, that um, alcohol and caffeine also sort of make a difference in how the heat affects me and my pain. Is that uh, something that you can make a connection there, or is that just something that I'm just making up? 
No, you're right, because, you know, alcohol and caffeine both can act as diuretics, meaning make you go to the bathroom more, and that can make you more dehydrated. And if you're already dehydrated, your muscles and your joints are not functioning the way they are. A lot of people say that can uh, have a feeling of pain. And then on top of that, if you exercise and you're dehydrated, you start to get lactic acid buildup and oxygen-free radicals, mm. and all of this can lead to increased pain. So you're right on target. Now, you mentioned topical pain relievers. Do they work better and quicker than pain pills? That's a great question again. And, you know, when you look at topical pain relievers, um, remember, these are very commonly used for pains that are located at the surface, like your joints or your muscles. And joints that are close to the skin surface, such as your knees and your elbows, can absorb topical pain relievers relatively quickly and show positive effects faster than most oral pain relievers, you know, the ones you have to take by mouth because they still got to be absorbed. Also, you can use another dose more quickly of a topical pain reliever than you can a second dose of most oral medications. I actually have one that I helped uh, develop that uses a natural oil in combination with a known pain reliever, menthol. It's called Instaflex, and, and I've gotten a lot of um, good use out of that with my patients. Wow. So, you know, I mentioned earlier about helping with the pain with not making a doctor's appointment. When is it necessary to make a doctor's appointment for the pain? These are great questions. So I like to put it into a couple buckets, um, red flags and yellow flags. And remember that pain, there's like 50 shades of pain. I mean, it's a nice way of thinking of it. And pain's very individualized. So how do we try to bring it down? to a manageable level. Well, a lot of times we use a pain rating scale. And I'm sure that anyone who's been in pain before, someone said, how bad is your pain? Zero, no pain, five, the worst pain ever. Mm -hmm. and, and we start off with that. You know, pains that are very severe, um, pains that uh, have swelling or redness around the area or stiffness in the area, like in your neck, that's when you want to go see a doctor. When we talk about pain related to heat, right, well, you always want to try to see if you can stretch it out or rest or cool or get rehydrated. And if that doesn't help, then you want to make sure that you go talk to a doctor because uh, if you see your temperature is not coming down and the pains are getting worse, uh, then you definitely want to seek medical care. Now, one thing I will mention, babies, right? You know, babies require a follow-up medical attention um, for heat-related symptoms, even if they get better uh, at home with treatment. So it's always smart to, to if you see your baby is, uh, is, is, is been, you know, affected by the heat, to go and, and talk to a healthcare professional. Fantastic. Hey, um, why do some people experience more pain when it's hot and others when it's cold? Do you know the answer to that, Dr. Joe? That's a question I wish I knew the answer to. You know, while the science supporting the link between temperature changes and pain is not fully understood, uh, it's commonly reported the phenomena through the medical literature. And, you know, now with Google and other types of way of searching the Internet, people always go on and, and they'll say, wait a second, my pain gets worse in the cold. And, and, but, but I read something about heat makes it worse. Well, look, I can tell you that um, – 
as a specialist in acute and chronic pain, it's, it's important not to dismiss heat-related pain, even if a doctor is not sure what to do about it. So use those four uh, tools that I mentioned. Again, go from the sun to the shade, uh, stay hydrated, wear breathable clothing, and don't forget your pain medications on top of your sunscreen. Yep, and pack a water bottle and a portable fan wherever yeah. you go. Those things really do come in handy. Uh, what other issues can we consider when it comes to the combination of pain and heat? Yes, I think some other things we just have to think about is related to, you know, whether or not um, the heat itself uh, is going to continue uh, for a longer period of time. And sometimes that can mean that you have an infection. Uh, and that's why I said if you see swelling or, or tenderness um, or inflammation at the site of a joint, or you want to definitely seek medical care. Uh, because, you know, if, if you look at it, um, when your temperature increases and we have an infection, that's on purpose. We want to try to kill that virus or that bacteria. But if it goes on, beyond an extended period of time or cannot be brought down with cooling or the use of, um, uh, of medications like, uh, like acetaminophen or Tylenol, um, then you definitely want to think about seeking medical care. We've been talking with Dr. Joseph Pergolizzi and about, uh, well, pain and heat and that combination with the humidity. And a lot of people are suffering, and now they're wanting to know where they can go for more information. So where can we go for more information, Dr. Joe? Sure. Well, I work with uh, Healthy Directions, so you can look at healthydirections.com. And I also have a website that they can that the audience can look at, which is www dot doctor pergolisi dot com and that's a long one but it's d r p e r g o l i z z i doctor pergolisi dot com or healthy directions and do check out some of the information we have there you'll see some things about what foods you can uh, you can eat to try to reduce your pain like like garlic and blueberries and, and, and chili peppers, things like that. And I, I know a lot of people uh, enjoy that website. Yep, it's Dr. D-R-P-E-R-G-O-L-I-Z-Z-I.com, Pergolizzi. There we go. I said it right once, and that's Perfect. that's it. <laughs> that's all you get, Dr. <laughs> Joe. All right, the idea is the heat is on, and you're not so bad yourself there, Doc. And the heat is on. More information, go to Dr. Pergolizzi's website, and uh, we'll be right back. Thank you so much for joining us on the Florida Roundtable today, Dr. Joe. Thank you. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression. And 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. 
At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET or visit myflvet.com. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and I'm hungry. A lot of people are hungry, but it's not my fault. I can actually get food, afford food for myself. But there's 85 million Americans out there, including young children, adolescents, and adults who live with or are impacted by food allergies and intolerances. Now, thank God I only have a texture issue. But uh, let's uh, let's welcome in from uh, FAIR. She's a senior director of education and support programs. Kelly Clearly, you're a doctor. Is that correct? I am, yes. I'm a pediatrician. Okay. I 
I did my fellowship in emergency medicine, but I have really focused on mental health in the past few years. Ah, so should I talk, call you Dr. Kelly? You can call me anything. Ah, well, that's a wide open door, Kelly. Okay, so food <laughs> allergy research. Now, of course, I talked about a little bit about uh, being hungry, you know, and having these problems. But a lot of times folks don't actually know uh, that they're allergic to something or that they have an intolerance until things go sideways. Can you talk a little bit about the issues that are prevalent, especially in children, when it comes to this allergy thing? Yes. So we are seeing now that about one in 13 kids have a food allergy. And that means that in every classroom across the country, there's about two kids in every class that has a food allergy. And we are actually seeing, as you just said, there are about 25% of allergic reactions that are happening in schools that are happening in kids that we didn't know had food allergies to begin with. So really educating people about food allergies and the serious, uh, seriousness of the reactions um, is, is really important. Yeah, I would guess so. So is there like a panel that is provided for kids, maybe at no cost? That would be nice. But uh, is there something parents can do to uh, find out these allergies before, again, like I said, things go sideways, and next thing you know, they're in the emergency department. So, so much of our diagnosis of food allergies is based on clinical response to food. So it's really being aware of, is your child having any sort of reaction to a new food that they're eating? We don't recommend that kids just get tested for all kinds of food allergies because really diagnosis is much more of a constellation of tests that we do and piece together to see if a child is allergic to a particular food. So we in the food allergy community look at the top nine. Um, and the top nine was is a recent increase um, with the FASTER Act and the addition of sesame. So the top nine food allergies are dairy, so milk, peanuts, eggs, shellfish, fish, soy, wheat, tree nuts, and sesame. Wow. That's a lot of nuts and a lot of different things um, that parents would have to definitely check the labels for. Does that mean that their shopping list could end up being a little bit more expensive because they have to avoid so many items? That is 100% true. So not only am I a pediatrician, I'm a mom of four kids, one of whom has multiple anaphylactic food allergies. So you know, for me and for actually a lot of my, my colleagues at FAIR, Food Allergy Research and Education, it's really a personal plight that we have against trying to help families in our community. And when I go food shopping, I am reading every label. I am looking for my son's allergens. And it, these foods actually really do cost a lot more. So the cost of some of these uh, you know, dairy-free milks is much more than it would be to buy a regular container of milk. So the example I always use is, you know, to buy an allergy-friendly birthday cake box cake oh, oh um, is so much more expensive than the typical, you know, brand that you can get on the shelf. So it is something that is very difficult for many families in the food allergy community to actually afford the foods that their kids could eat and be safe with. Tell us a little bit about FAIR, Food Allergy Research and Education, please. Yes, so we are a large food allergy nonprofit, um, and our goals are really to look at innovative change in the research world 
to provide advocacy for the food allergy community in legislation and then to educate our population. Um, and we really, you know, focus on our food allergy community as a community and what can we do to make the lives of those within the community better. So through research, it's looking for ways to actually end food allergies and have a cure to food allergies. For advocacy, it's what ways can we make our community and legislation better for the whole food allergy community. And education, so much of what we do, the foundation is educating not only the food allergy community, but the community of those who don't have food allergies as well. So I'm a teacher, okay, and I'm in class, and we've had a little snack time. I don't even know if they do that anymore. And all of a sudden, Billy starts choking. How do I react to this anaphylytic shock that's obviously happening right now? Yeah, so the first thing is obviously awareness. So we recommend you know, having the families of those kids that have food allergies, being really honest with the school, giving the the school all of the information that they need for their child, providing the medications that they need, and for the school to be providing training to their staff, teachers, administrators, for if and when a serious allergic reaction happens. Um, if an allergic reaction happens, the, the way to uh, treat that allergic reaction is through epinephrine. Um, and so, you know, giving a child and administering an epinephrine auto-injector is what we say you do first and do fast and then call 911 and have that child seen in the in the hospital. One of the big initiatives that we are planning in back to school is our Be a Pal campaign, where PAL stands for Protect a Life. And what we are really trying to do with this campaign is not only educate schools, but really educating the kids in the classroom to be a good friend and food allergy allies for those kids in their class that may have food allergies. I love that. What about teaching these uh, people guidance, if you will, for the epinephrine devices? Yeah, I have a problem with big words. Uh, but what, what are, are we teaching these teachers? Are they just expected to know? Uh, are we providing these proper devices for, uh, you know, for this if it happens with a student? Do you know any of that? Absolutely. So at FAIR, we are really focused on getting people in schools trained. We have many uh, recorded webinars that schools across the country are using. One is recognizing and responding to anaphylaxis, and it, one is keeping students safe and included. And those webinars that we have are really geared towards education and to academic settings and to getting people on the signs and symptoms and what to do um, if and when someone has an allergic reaction. We're actually doing a live webinar on August 30th um, where we're, we're gearing that webinar towards teachers, school administrators, um, anyone within the school staff and teaching them all of that. You know, what are food allergies? What are the top nine? What are signs and symptoms? How do you treat it and how do you get help? And then also touching on the psychosocial impact of food allergies in the kids in our community. So you said one in 13 kids in the United States deal with food allergies. That seems pretty high. What's happening? So much higher than when, and I don't want to age myself, but yeah. when I was younger, for sure. 
Um, so there are many theories on why the incidence of food allergies is increasing, but you know, in in a lot of the research that's being done, we're now looking at ways where um, how do we prevent these food allergies from happening, and a lot of that has to do with early introductions of some of the allergens and speaking to your doctor about the proper way to introduce allergens to infants. Mm -hmm. um, we have a great prevention campaign that we're doing where we're looking at just that, trying to teach families that what we can do to help prevent food allergies from starting in the first place. Um, just one or two more things before we go here. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Kelly Cleary. She's with FAIR. Um, and that is food allergy research and education. How uh, You said that you have a child that has a lot of allergies. How did you first figure that out? Oh, as he was an infant, we knew almost immediately his body was covered in head-to-toe eczema. Um, he was very uncomfortable as a baby being breastfed. Um, and we really quickly figured out that he was allergic to eggs, peanuts, and now shellfish as well. Oh, um, so he's actually, you know, he has suffered you know, anaphylactic reactions. He he lives his life in, in knowing that he has to be careful in preventing his food allergies. But I have to tell you that that's, that's really why I'm so proud of, you know, this Via Powell course that we have because some of his life is made so much better because his friends at school support him in just amazing ways. And one of the things we say at FAIR is, you know, in, in getting a campaign like this out is trying to get kids to understand, well, what if you couldn't? You know, what if you couldn't have the birthday cake? Or what if you couldn't have the pizza at that party? And really getting kids to empathize and learn how to be a good friend to their friends that have food allergies. Ah, perfect. We've been talking with Dr. Kelly Cleary. Where can we go for more information about FAIR and about uh, allergies? You can go to www.foodallergy.org backslash BAP. And you can always reach me at education at foodallergy.org. It's been wonderful talking with you, Kelly, on the Florida Roundtable. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. It. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. 
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. You know, believe it or not, here in Florida, a lot of people have no idea the dangers that hot temperatures pose for our dogs. I guess you guys don't realize the dog's skin doesn't allow them to cool themselves. They don't perspire, perspire, that word. They don't do it like humans. You know, they got a fur coat, traps heat, and burn in their little feet and stuff. It's just terrible. So to talk about it, we got Rachel Bellis. She's the Associate Director of Local Affairs for PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Hey, welcome, Rachel. How you doing today? I'm great, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Let me, let me try that word, perspiration again. There we go. All right. So uh, tell us about dogs. They really don't perspire? Um, no, dogs, uh, they, uh, their basic uh, cooling method is to, pers- is to pant, mm-hmm. and their temperature is also higher than ours, so they're more susceptible to heat stroke. Um, we receive dozens of reports about dogs, cats, and other animals who have suffered and died from heat-related deaths. Uh, this year alone, we're already up to 69 animals, and we know that number is much higher because a lot of these uh, deaths go unreported. Um, that's why PETA is reminding everyone, never leave your animal unattended in a car and never keep your dog chained in the backyard. Oh, goodness, no. And, and you know, when people put them in the car and they're like, oh, the wind is down, or I left it running with the air conditioning, still not a good idea, right? That's absolutely right. On a 78-degree day, the temperature inside a vehicle can go up to 100 degrees in just minutes. And on a 90-degree day, which is not uh, rare in, in uh, Florida, the temperature can reach 109 degrees in just under 10 minutes. So always better to uh, be cautious, leave your animals at home inside where they are the safest and healthiest. Do not take them to run errands. Don't leave them in cars. Even with the windows down, it, the hot cars are a death trap. My dog is going to get fat if I don't take him on a walk. So what do you got? Tips for me and, of course, our listeners? Yeah, so the first thing you should do is put your palm, the palm of your hand on the ground. If it's too hot for the palm of your hand, it's going to be too hot for your dog's paw pads. Um, these can cause serious burning if you're walking them on really hot pavement or asphalt. So Try to walk them in the grass, in the shade. Take them on their longer walks in the early morning or later evening when the temperatures drop. Uh, Bring water with you on their walks uh, during the day when it's hot. If you take them out so they can do what they need to do, just take them on shorter walks and really be aware of how your dog is reacting to the heat and also be on the lookout for other dogs as well who might be... um, experiencing symptoms of heat stroke, um, and um, never take your dog running or jogging with you in the the summer months. That makes sense. Which dogs are in the most danger of heat problems? Well, there are certain purebred dogs that are specifically bred to have the flat noses, like uh, bulldogs, pugs, boxers. These kinds of dogs already have a really hard time breathing. It's like breathing through a straw. 
and they are twice as likely to experience heat stroke as other breeds. So if you have a dog like this, or if you know somebody who does, they have to be extra, extra cautious uh, not to overexert them, not to dress them out or take them on long walks because they are already very vulnerable to heat stroke. With Rachel Bell is from PETA, and these are great tips for any dog owner especially. I mean, we got a heat wave going on here. So let's, uh, one more thing, I want to know what people can also do to help their animals in this kind of weather and where we can go for more information. Just uh, keep your animals cool, keep them inside where they are the safest, be on the lookout for dogs who have been left outside in the backyard who maybe don't have access to shade or water. Always call uh, law enforcement or animal control if you're concerned about a dog. Um, and any other tips if you're uh, interested in getting a tethering ordinance passed or learning about local and state laws, people can visit our website, PETA.org, for more information. That's perfect. Hey, I really appreciate you stopping by. We'll see you again next time. Rachel Bell is from PETA. Great information shared with us right now on the Florida Roundtable. You're wonderful, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Have a great day. It's the Florida Roundtable, and according to a new Bank of America survey, more than two in three current students are motivated by the potential for financial security over the fulfillment in their future career path. It's important because it probably happens because of today's high prices, actually. Rising interest rates, economic uncertainty. So to explain how to do things, Robin Growley, head of consumer deposits at Bank of America, Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Melissa, I'm glad to be with you. Now, Robin, are we talking high school or college graduates? Uh, either one applies to both. So, Robin, current graduates, as you say, are prioritizing financial stability. That's correct. How is that? How How are they choosing, you know, growing old and having money over getting a great career with good money? You know, what I would say is as we, you know, go out and we look at, you know, our, our different research and we talk to our clients, what we really continue to learn is that financial stability is top of mind for younger generations. And I, you know, what's important for us as adults is really being able to have the conversations around money management, right? Whether you're a parent, a grandparent, trusted individual, being able to have those money management conversations, it's paramount to setting our young adults up for financial success. Love it. Bank America surveys come out. More than two out of three current students are actually thinking about financial security. Do you think that that has anything to do with what they've seen from their parents? Yeah, I would say parents and then just being aware of, you know, the world around us, right? I mean, we hear and you mention it, you know, there's higher prices, things cost more, right? Of course, they're, you know, young, they're starting out, they're maybe wanting to buy a car and there's probably about a sticker shock out there, right? And so understanding how they're going to be able to achieve their financial goals, I think that's some of what's playing into the results that we have found. Now, that sounds complicated, financial wellness. <laughs> Should parents give their kids a start or, you know, how and how young? Yeah, well, I would say this is that, you know, today is the best day to begin, right? I mean, it's never too early to start these conversations. And you're right, it does sound complicated. And even from a parent's perspective, it may be a bit daunting, like, where do I start? And so our advice is always 
keep it simple. Start with the basics, right? Think about budgeting. Like that is the best place to start. We know that many of our, you know, our kids or young adults, they had jobs during the summer. They were able to earn a little bit of money and they'll probably take some of that, you know, with them as they're going back to school or maybe they're moving away from home for the first time. So you want to ensure that you're starting out by having the conversations on budgeting. And when we think about budgeting, the word in and of itself may be a little bit, you know, maybe like, oh, that's a little overwhelming. But what I would say when you think about budgeting, think about it simply, right? How much money do you have coming in? Some of our students, they're going to have after-school jobs, so that may be an inflow. Others may have an allowance, right? So think about how much you have coming in, and then also how much do they have going out, right? So how much are they spending? And what I will tell you is part of that the complicated piece of the conversation on how much they're spending is really the needs versus the wants. And we all know that even as adults, it's hard for us to separate needs versus wants, right? Sometimes we're like, no, I really I really need that $5 latte. We may not need that $5 latte, right? We may mm-hmm. just want it. So I think that's equally as challenging for our, you know, our young adults to really be able to start to, you know, determine what do they need versus they what they want. But as you talk to them and you have those teachable moments, helping them understand that maybe they don't need to purchase that new video game that, you know, is 50 or $60. Instead, save that money. And as they're saving it, that will add up over time, right? And then that's going to put them on a path to achieving kind of the overall positive financial results and habits that they're looking for. We've been talking with Robin Growley. She's the head of consumer deposits at the Bank of America. Where can we go for more information, please? Sure. You can go to bettermoneyhabits.bankofamerica.com. And I hope a lot of people learn financial security is much more important than your future employment. I guess it's got to be true because Robin said it was. Hey, thanks for joining us today on The Roundtable. Thanks for having me, Melissa. You got it. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen. Now, that's a pain reliever and a fever reducer that's found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. However, taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. You want to learn more? Visit fda.gov slash info. Again, fda.gov slash info. This is a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Food and Drug Administration, and your friends here at the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. 
Worried about losing your Medicaid benefits once the public health emergency ends? Don't panic. Affordable options are available through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. You don't have to try to figure this out on your own. There are certified health insurance navigators available to help you and your family find the right coverage. There's no obligation and it's free. Visit CoveringFlorida.org and secure your health coverage today. That's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. Hey, neighbor, check out my yard. It looks like an oasis. Wow, how'd you do it? I went to QualityGreenSpecialist.com. They have the best selection of shrubs and natives, cool shade trees like oaks, colorful flowering bottle brush and creep myrtles with the largest collection of fruit trees in Central Florida. Quality Green Specialists? Yep, and they're open 9 to 4 every day. Quality Green Specialists. Top quality plants, sustainable gardening products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand. Hey, Florida, we know you love getting out on the water, but do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course, and whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly, and then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. Shortness of breath, patients confused. Temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov slash sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.